0: Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio.
1: Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And we're so glad that you came back and joined in again with us today on this session or this episode of pht in the morning once again we have with us uh, as a guest uh, brother zach cordell and brother zach cordell preached for us over the weekend uh, last weekend he preached so great and sang so good and we just uh, appreciate him and all of his family so much and uh, we ask him if he'd come back and do one more uh episode and he has agreed to do that and so uh brother zach is going to be sharing some more with you uh this morning and i know it'll be a blessing to you so uh, when you hear this tell somebody to listen in and if you're listening to it on youtube please subscribe or or any other of our uh, podcast sites push the follow button and uh, follow us if you would and we hope hope we're blessing every time now on the last uh, podcast, brother Zach, we left off with you talking about just building a, a new church mm-hmm. and it is a beautiful church thank you and uh, I I had preached at the old church
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was just Right across the road. Yes. And your dad had shared with me later after this service uh, that I told you we would talk a little bit about. Mm -hmm. uh, That he had been trying to get this property for a long time. Yes. And he said the man just wouldn't even think about selling it. And if he did, he wanted like a fortune. Yeah, that's right. And uh, but after uh, wheels got in motion and God started to move on that man. He not only was willing to sell, but he sold it to him extremely cheap. Mm-hmm. And so God was just really great. And uh, I'm just going to take a couple minutes. I'm going to turn it to Zach. But I remember that night and uh, God's given me a message. I preach uh, quite a bit on living between the promises. And I go to uh, Philippians 4.13 and 4.19. One verse there says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The other verse says, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But all in between that, it's talking about nothing but giving. Started out talking about on his first missionary journey that no one communicated with him in giving and receiving but just that church at Philippi. Mm-hmm. He also told him he wasn't speaking in respect of wanting, he didn't want anything, that he had all he needed. That he was even full, and he abounded, mm-hmm. but it was to that it would have bound to their account. So I was preaching that message that night. I have never seen a service like that. <laughs> I preached that message probably a hundred times on request mm-hmm. for a hundred different pastors, and that's a low estimate. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. Probably wow. half again more than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at. God's really just helped me to preach that. And we've we've talked to them, you know, about that. And and churches has told me, hey, God's really blessed us. Our our tithing has doubled, some of them told me. I've had several pastors, I could call their names, and a lot of you would know them, that got uh, large raises by their church that (laughs) night after I got done. But on this night where Brother Zach is the assistant pastor... I've never seen anything like it. You had solid oak pews. Yes, we did. And they they started shouting. Now, look, <laughs> if you're not Pentecostal or you're not holiness, you don't know what we're talking about. We're not talking about shouting with your voice. We're talking about dancing in the spirit and right. so on. And they they started dancing and rejoicing and shouting. And it was at least two, maybe three whole Pews of yes. solid oak pews <laughs> that they turned over yes, while they was right. giving while they were giving in the offering uh, for Brother Kurt I think I took it up for the pastor that night but anyway Brother Cordell got up and I've heard heard him say at different times since then his father Brother Zach's father and he would say that's the only time I ever heard anybody preach on giving <laughs> and folks shout Have the pews shout over <laughs> so. Uh, oh, that was one of the greatest nights. Yes, it was. But Brother Zach's going to share a little with you about that. And then he's going to tell us a little bit about how the the Cordell family. Now, there's several uh, in his family that are preachers, uh, great preachers. Uh, I know his uncle, his dad, and you've got a cousin mm-hmm. uh, that, that he's a Bailey, but he was yes, sir. part Cordell. So. Yes, sir. uh if you would, Brother Zach, just tell us about that and how that all come about.
0: Yes, uh, I'll touch on that uh, that service there that Brother David was just talking about, and uh, you know we was was praying about building this new church and we was wanting to build it. and that property that he's talking about set across the street from our uh, old church, which is our fellowship hall now, and uh, we lived behind it in the parsonage. And dad would stand out there on the church porch many, many Sunday mornings and and other times. And he'd look over there at that property. He'd say, boy, a church would look awfully pretty sitting in that field. He said, I would love to see a church in that field right there. And so we finally got the the ball rolling, if you will, a little bit. And Brother David come down and preach that message that he was talking about. And I'm telling you, the Lord just got in that in a powerful way. And uh, the Holy Ghost just witnessed to it. And Brother Dave told us that night, he said, I was praying and the Lord said to build it and he'd pay for it and he'd fill it up. And I tell you, the Lord just moved in that, and people were blessed, and their, our faith was strengthened, and God blessed us to build that church after that service and it's been just a, a huge blessing and a huge testament in the town, a huge testimony. you know people would come by and see that church, and it, it's just been a huge testimony uh, for our whole area um, like I mentioned on the last podcast, it's a small town, so everybody knows everybody in that town. And everybody was talking about it, and talking to us about it, and it just made a big difference there. And, and the Lord helped us with that. Um, and that service was just unbelievable. It was there great. Was, it was. <laughs> there was uh, bobby pins and chopsticks yeah. and pews and everything turning over and flying. And it was. We just had a, a wonderful time. Um, Brother Dave was talking about to tell about how our family got started in holiness. But as he mentioned, there's there's several preachers in our family. Uh, my dad's a pastor. Um, I'm the assistant pastor. My Uncle John has been a full-time evangelist for several years, I guess over 20 years. I, I'm pretty sure um, his two sons are preachers. Um, my sister married a preacher, and there's there's a lot of preachers. And then I have other cousins and stuff that he was talking about, and I'll get to that as well. Um but our family, no cordals were saved in the beginning. There were, there were no saved cordals um, as far as our, our great grandparents and stuff goes. Uh, my great grandfather, he was a, uh, a bootlegger and a sharpshooter, <laughs> and uh, he was a, a rough man. And he, they had 11 children. Him and my great grandmother had 11 children, and they were all rough people. And uh, they, they was just, that's just how they was. They was fighting and, and uh, feuding all the time and just rough. Individuals, and my grandma Cordell, Mary Cordell, she come down with cancer in the nineteen forties, and she was she was in her forties at the time, and they told her that it was terminal cancer, and there would be uh, no way for her to live, and she ended up getting saved when she got that cancer. She started going to a little cottage prayer meeting there with Sister Ruby Kirk and them there in Flatwoods, yeah, and it was held in a house at that time. And she began to go to that prayer meeting, and the Holy Ghost spoke one night through tongues and interpretation and told my grandmother, said, if you'll come seven times, I'll heal you. And like I said, her husband, he didn't believe in it. He said, Mary, you're going to go over there, you're going to fool around with them people, and you're going to die. (laughs) And she said, well, I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well try. And uh, of course, she had done fell in love with the Lord by that time. She She had really gotten saved And so it took her six months to get there seven times. She was in and out of the hospital. She had children to take care of. And she got, she would be so weak, she couldn't go. And her husband wouldn't take her. Her her grandpa wouldn't even take her over there. So when she could go and she finally had enough strength, she had to walk. And it was several miles there to the uh, cottage prayer meeting. And she would walk a while. And they said she would sit down on the side of the road and vomit and get up and walk. And so it took her six months. Um, but on that sixth month, when she got there the seventh time, she walked into that prayer meeting and Sister Ruby Kirk went outside to the creek up back and got some clay out of the creek and made a spittle of clay. And she anointed my grandmother with it. And when they anointed her and began to pray, the Lord touched her and healed her completely. Praise she went God. from being 100% sick to being 100% well in just an instant time just automatically. She went back home. She began to clean her house and take care of her children and uh, try to put up with our grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she lived until she was up in her 80s. She was, she was in her upper 80s, mid to upper 80s when she passed away. And the Lord just done a, a miraculous work in her life. But like I said, there was no cordials until that point. And so it looked like um, a, a bad thing when she got that cancer. And it was a, it was a horrible thing. For her to suffer with um, as long as she did but when god healed her then our family started getting saved yes. after that point point. and uh, i mentioned that my grandpa was a sharpshooter he uh he was in a, a bad deal and he tried to kill a man one night he raised his gun up and he was almost point blank and he shot that guy and he missed several times and when he missed that many times he threw that gun down and uh, he went and got saved after that because he said yeah. after that, he knew there was a God. Yeah, he right. said there's no way for him to miss. And he ended up getting saved and becoming a deacon in the church before he died. I remember him well. Yeah. 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 And so the Lord just turned that around. And after that, like I said, the Coral family started getting saved. Um, Brother David Miller was preaching when my grandpa got saved, my dad's dad, yeah. when he got saved. And, and this is his mother I'm talking about. So it's my great-grandmother. And... After she got healed and they started getting saved, I counted up one night, and this has been many years ago, but I counted up over almost a hundred and i 'm sure I'm missing a hundred of her grandchildren that were saved My. and I counted over a dozen preachers that of her grandchildren in our area there are seven holiness churches in our in our uh, within about an hour and a half two hour range, and out of those seven churches. Five of those churches are pastored um, by her descendants. They're, my dad's a pastor. Brother Lloyd is a pastor. They're her grandsons. And then um, Brother Jerry Kazee married one of her granddaughters. Yes. Brother Ron Evans married uh, one of her other granddaughters. Who got saved my revival. Did he? Ron Evans, yeah. yes. And that's, that's one of her granddaughters. And then Brother uh, Mike is one of her great nephews, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so out of... Uh, Five of the seven churches, they're pastors of people that are related to her. And so what the, the devil, you know, no doubt meant for evil, God turned it all the way around and worked it out. Uh, for the good of our family. And yes. we would have probably all been no count if it yeah. would have been for that. Because we know without the, the blood of Jesus and the Spirit of the Lord, uh, we could none make it, and we would none be no good. But after after she got healed, the Lord just began to draw in her family. One of her sons, I'll tell this uh, if we got time. One of her sons yeah, we got time. was on his way to a, a card game one night, and she had been praying for him and praying for him. And the Lord told her, he said, write your kids' names down on a piece of paper. And he said, if you'll be faithful to pray over them every night, I'll save them. And he was on his way to a, a card game, and he, he told the story. He said, a bright light come down in front of my car. He said, and it put a hand out, and it stopped my car. And he, uh, he got out and tried to fight it. <laughs> yeah. He got out, and it was an angel, obviously. He got out and tried to fight it. He said, but I couldn't get close to it. And he said, I got back in my car, and I tried to go around it. He said, but it moved with me. And finally, he turned around and went home. And yeah. at that card game that night, there was a man who ended up being killed Ooh. that evening. And uh, his mother was back home praying for him. But the Lord had spared her children. And she had one in the war, and he died while he was in the war. And to her knowledge, he was unsaved. And the Holy Ghost spoke one night through, I believe, tongues and interpretation, and uh, told her exactly how he died. And he told her, he said, that he was in a foxhole. And there was a, a big rock, a boulder up above him. He said there was bullets flying above his head. He said, and I stayed the rock until he prayed. He said, and after he prayed, he said, I let the rock drop. Man. And she began to mourn that, Brother David, and began to cry over that lost son, uh, over that son that perished. Yes. But he had gotten saved. The Lord the Lord yes. told her how he got saved. And she began to weep and to cry and, you know, just just mourning that boy for I guess quite a while and the Holy Ghost spoke to her again and he said Mary if you keep weeping over that boy I'll not save another one he said that was the only way that boy would have prayed is in that moment of danger and uh, she she continued to pray over them, and there's not been one of them that's went out lost yet. Wow. And uh, there's two of them that are unsaved, but I don't have a doubt in my mind that they're going to be saved. Oh, yes. Because she yes. was faithful to pray over them her whole life until she died. And uh, I, I believe the Lord will save them two boys. There's, yes. there's two sons left, my um, great uncles. And I believe the Lord is going to save them yes. before they die. But yeah. that's uh, that's how the cordals got started into holiness. We didn't know anything until
1: then, and the Lord brought us in. And you become, and I don't mean this boast, boasting because you're here, but God has uh, given a great uh, anointing to your whole family. He really has. Well, thank you. And, uh, I mean, every one that you named, and you had an uncle that's already died now, too. Yes, sir. Uh, was a close friend of mine, Raymond Cordell. Yes. That's and one of her
0: sons. That was my great uncle.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I can remember staying at Raymond and Jenny's house. Mm-hmm. Like, my first revival I preached there for Brother Grizzle, where her Sister Ruby Kirk used to pastor there, uh-huh. uh, was 1973, March. Wow. Actually, this month, 1973, so that'd be what? Uh, 48 years ago. Wow. Wow. And I preached the revival there, and I stayed with uh, uh, Raymond and mm-hmm. Jenny, mm-hmm. and they had a little trailer way up on a hill. And every time we drive up the car up through there, uh, we dra- I drag my muffler off, <laughs> and Raymond could fix anything. He said it's okay. He would wired up me, so we get done we'll fix it. <laughs> so the revival was mm-hmm. over. They fixed it, but your great grandpa uh, they used to raise uh, chickens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would uh, he would bring up uh, eggs and and fresh meat and all kinds of good stuff and, yeah. and sit around and eat with us and you did have a great family I I, I loved those that are past mm-hmm. in your family and I love the ones that are God's still letting stay here and uh, your uh, grandpa your dad's dad yes uh, brother Kurt told me one day he said. I just can't believe he said he did not like preachers at all. (laughs) He said, but he liked you. Yeah,
0: that's what they always
1: say. uh, But I was just really, really friendly with him. Uh And I knew when I first met him, he was really uh, stood back, Mm -hmm. you know, from me. And like he didn't, he held me off, if you know what I mean. I tried to talk to him and he just wouldn't answer anything. But I really love people. I do. I like folks. And I just kept being nice and friendly. That's all it was, just being nice and friendly. You know, sometimes that's the greatest sermon. If you yeah, treat right. sinners right yeah. and treat them good with respect. Mm-hmm. And I still, I still remember when he came and gave his life to the Lord and got saved. And who would have known, like they said, he'll never get saved. I remember some of them saying he'd mm-hmm. never get saved. God not only saved him. But there's Kurt and John, yes, two of his sons that are great preachers. Mm-hmm. And then his grandson and granddaughter, both in the ministry yeah. and all the rest. So God truly has blessed the Cordell family.
0: Yes, sir. He has.
1: And God's blessed us to know you.
0: Well, thank you. It's been great to be here. Great to be on the podcast with you, these last two podcasts, and great to preach for you over the weekend. We love you and love the church here at PHT. We always enjoy and be with you.
1: Thank you so much. And I I know that you've enjoyed uh, hearing Brother Zach Cordell. And uh, once again, uh, he's got some CDs out, and if you want to purchase them, they are outstanding CDs, And you can get them on uh, iTunes by just searching Zach uh, Cordell or uh, what? How do you say your choir is
0: Vansburg Holiness
1: Church Choir? And you can get them that way. And look, hey, if you want to hear him sing some more and you buy all of them, just look up my (laughs) CD. He sings on my (laughs) CD. And uh, uh, I tease him. I've got to say this before we go off the air. He wrote a song called All Power." And uh, it's very popular. He wrote that song right before I recorded our album in uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want you to sing that on my CD. And he said, you sung backup for me on my last two projects. Yes, sir. And uh, anyhow, he he sung that song, All Power. Well, then he comes along and records it with his church too. (laughs) So I tease him all the time and I'll say, now, Zach, you know you sung that better with our church than you did with your own church. <laughs> and all I can get is what he's doing right now. He, he'll just laugh. He's not going to commit, but I, I'm just kind of joking him too. But I, I tell them when I see uh, some of the kids, I know a lot of your choir, yes. and I'll say, you know, Zach sung that on my CD before he did yours. And I love to tease yes. him, but anyway... <laughs> It has been such a pleasure, Brother Jack, brother Zach. We love you so much.
0: Thank you. We love and you too.
1: you're special to us. Your whole family is. And at any time, you are welcome to not only preach for me, but to come back on our podcast and be with us.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: And so I hate to go off the air, but it looks like it's time. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I'm sure you have. And we want to welcome you back the next time to listen to PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day.